Good morning. Again, it's just wonderful to, to be here with you. And um, an awesome day to, to worship and celebrate a risen Savior. And this morning I'm going to talk about great friends and a perfect Savior. And Allison's uh, children's message this morning, uh, she talked about how sometimes uh, we don't want to ask people for help. Sometimes we see that as a weakness in reality, having great friends, having people surrounding us is a wonderful sign of strength. Matter of fact, it's a part of the way that God plans for us to live our life. Our lives is to be surrounded by people we care about and we love. And again, I feel that presence of the Holy Spirit here, but I also feel your loves, and I'm thankful for each one of you. I'm thankful that I can call you my friend, but um, friends are special. I know if you sat and here and you thought about if you needed something right now, there's probably a handful of friends that would be on your list to call first. Having friends is, 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 is wonderful. Again, we need help in this life. And as I go through... Uh, this message and this lesson, I want you to think about those friends. They may be church friends. It could be family. But just think about, think about the folks that you can depend on. And I'm going to start, I'm going to read from the Gospel of Mark. And I'm going to read the chapter 2 and the first 12 verses. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around there. There, there were so many gathered around there, there was no longer room for them, not even in the front door. And he was speaking the words to them. Then some people came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus, because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the man on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these things among themselves. And he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Stand up, take your mat, and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to them, or he said to the paralytic, I say to you, take up, st stand up, take up your mat, and go home. And he stood up and immediately took his mat and went out before all them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this scripture. Lord, thank you for blessing us with, with friends that we can count on. Thank you for blessing us with wonderful church family. Lord, most of all, thank you for blessing us with your Son, our, our, our Savior, our perfect Savior. I pray that uh, as we study this lesson, Lord, your words flow through me, and we receive the message that you intend for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, helpful friends. Man, it's nice to have friends. It is really nice to have friends. As I, as I go through this narrative uh, a little bit, I, I want you to catch about three or four things. I'm going to talk about helpful friends, hostile, foe, uh, fo hostile foes, and a happy ending. So helpful friends, hostile foes, and a hap happy ending. All three are in this story. Great friends. Man, it is nice to have great friends. As we look at this narrative, it talks about the four helpful friends that's carrying this man to Jesus. And the place this happens is Capernaum. It's also known as his holy city. And it's located on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. And it served as a base for Jesus' serves as a base for Jesus' public ministry. So preaching the house, he was preaching the house that overflowed with listeners. There were, more, there were more people there than there was room. Man, that'd be nice. <laughs> more people than room. And then there was a paralyzed man that his friends uh, couldn't get through the front door, so they went through the roof. I don't really want that to happen. But man, wouldn't it be great to have that many people in here that, man, there's no way to get in. And all to hear the word from a perfect Savior. This man was totally immobile. He was confined to a stretcher. And he was unable to enter the house on his own. But with the effort of four great friends, he was able to be in front of Jesus. And then Jesus pardoned him. Jesus forgave him of his sins. He observes the faith of the paralyzed man and of his friends. And he says, son, your sins are forgiven. Matthew adds that, uh, that, that he said, be in good cheer. So your sins are forgiven, so be happy. But it seems strange that Jesus forgave his sins rather than healing first. He forgave his sins first. And the foes, the people, the scribes sitting around, they were looking for reasons to call Jesus out. And when he said, I forgive your sins, they called him a blasphemy. They said he was a blaspheming. So he was, a, he was speaking as if he were God. See, Luke tells us that scribes and Pharisees were there, and they were looking for reasons in their heart to convict Jesus. So they were silently accusing Jesus of blasphemy. They said, for God only can forgive sins. In defense of our Savior, you see, he has the power to forgive sins. But Jesus knew in their hearts they were questioning him. It's hard for us to understand, but in John 2, 24, 25, it says, But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people, 
and he needed to know, and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. They didn't speak it, but he knew what was in their heart. He could hear their questions without them opening their mouth. And he says, which is easier, to say, to forgive someone or to, to heal them physically? You see, both require divine authority and power. And Jesus had the power to do both. And when I think of this, and I think of that... Uh, not only could Jesus hear his foes questioning him, but he also knew the heart of the paralyzed man. He knew that he was there for much more than a physical healing. He could see his heart. He knew that his sins needed to be forgiven. When we go to Jesus and ask him for something, he knows our heart. He knows what we need more than we know what we need. And we all need forgiveness. Yeah, we have physical needs as well, but we all need to go to the Savior for forgiveness. You see, Jesus' purpose is forgiving. His purpose is forgiving. It's for forgiving our sins. That's why he came. What's for an atonement for, to live a perfect life, an atonement for our sins. That requires divine power, but we know that Jesus was fully divine and fully human. He forgave his sins and he healed him physically. And that comes to the happy finale. It's for the paralyzed man, he was healed. His sins were forgiven, but he was healed. Jesus tells him to arise, take up your mat and go home, which he does immediately. Jesus healed him, and he immediately did what Jesus commanded him to do. Luke's gospel says that he went glorifying God. It says in Luke 5, 25, Immediately he stood up before them, took what he had been laying on, and went to his home glorifying God. The people around there were amazed. The crowd had never seen anything like this. Again, they were amazed, his followers, but also the people who were there questioning him. They were in amazement. They had never seen anything like this. First, he, heals, he forgives him of his sins, then he takes care of him physically. Again, God knows our needs. He knows our physical needs. He knows our spiritual needs. And he forgave him of his sins first because our spiritual needs are a lot more important than our physical needs. Physical needs are important, but our relationship with him, having our sins forgiven, is the most, ultimate, the most important thing that we can have done. But without some helpful friends, could the man have even been there? Could he have been there? I'm not sure that he could have made it on his own. It don't sound like he could have. And it says in Mark's gospel there were four of them. Which four people do you know that would carry you to Jesus? Those are the folks we need to be surrounding ourselves with. We're made to be in fellowship with each other. We can't make it on our own. Sometimes we need help. Often we need help. 
We need to have people we can depend on. People in our faith that we have, that we can depend on. People that, when we need to be carried to Jesus, when we need to be loved, we need to be cared for, when we need to be carried somewhere, we need to have people that will do that. See, that's some of the lessons. That's one of the lessons that we can learn today is that's who we need to surround our people with. I can't wait till we eat this afternoon because I like to eat. But I also love you all. And I love being around you. I love fellowshipping. I like to eat. So when you get to eat and fellowship, that's a really good day. Again, I appreciate your friendship. But you see, Jesus' power is still with us today. On earth, Jesus demonstrated his power to forgive sins, but he's still forgiven sins today. He's still forgiven sins right now. That's why we need him. That's why we need to fellowship with each other to have each other invite us to choir practice, because that is a fun fellowship. And I promise me, you don't have to sing, be able to sing well. Because they would lock the door. Wait, we don't have a lock. But they wouldn't let me in if you had to sing. If there was a test, I wouldn't be in the choir, I promise. But man, the fellowship, the times that we have is awesome. This morning, it's, it, it, again, it's just great to be here in fellowship and, and to be able to worship with you. We need each other's friendship. We still need each other. And we need a Savior. We need great friends, but we need a perfect Savior. You see, we need these friends with faith. Do you have those type of friends? More importantly, are you that type of friend? Would you carry somebody who couldn't walk to see Jesus? Would you physically carry somebody to get them in the presence of your Lord and Savior? Are you that type of friend? This man, thankfully, had those type friends. And it was evident by their great effort. They couldn't even get in the front door. They came through the roof. Just to be in the presence of Jesus. Fortunately for us, that door is open. We can be here. We can be with each other. We go to the Savior. Because he loves us. He's still forgiving us of our sins. He's still healing us physically. And we need to appreciate each other. We need to appreciate each other's effort. There's a lot of folks at this church that do some really good and hard work. We need to show our appreciation for each other. This church couldn't exist with just a couple people doing things. I don't want to call people by name or or, or by the job they do, but there's a lot that goes on. We need to appreciate each other. I'm thankful for each of you and the efforts you make to to make this place beautiful. The efforts you make to to teach and, and, and do all the other things that you're called to do. We need to appreciate our friends of the faith. You see, in church, Jesus provides these type friends. We need to surround ourselves with each other and other Christians that, that may worship somewhere else because we need them too. We need them too, and I think I just preached up a storm. Uh, man, I've been 
way to do that. I think it's finally happened. But I'm telling you, if a brother or sister's in need, go help them. Rely on the faith. Rely on the things that come from God that he's blessed you with to make somebody's life easier. That's what we're all called to do. We're called to be friends, but we're called to help each other. You see, this message reminds us that the paralyzed man had some needs. He had some needs, and he was blessed with some great friends. And he was forgiven by Jesus Christ and healed by Jesus Christ. You see, in reality, we're all like that paralyzed man. We all have needs. We have needs that we can help each other with, but we also have needs that only Jesus can fulfill. We need to be taking his message to our friends. We need to be showing appreciation to each other. But ultimately, we, we need to be carrying the message of Jesus Christ, his power to forgive sins, his power to heal to everybody that we meet. You see, only forgiveness can come through a relationship with Jesus. Only that type of healing can come through Jesus. Jesus is the only one that has that power. We're called to be the type of friends that will help take people to Jesus. And again, when we are in those situations, which is often, and we need somebody to carry us, we need to let people help us. I'm the world's worst for wanting to do things myself. I like doing things. Abby got that a little bit out, out of from me too. Some of the earliest words I can hear after she started talking, she, she, she would say, I'd do it myself. I'd do it myself. But I'm telling you, sometimes you need help. Be willing to let the people you love help you. Do you have friends like this man? Are you a, the top friend this man had? Remember, Jesus knows our needs. And remember, he knows our hearts. Before we even speak our prayers, he knows what we're in need of. Let's all remember, remember to rely on him. And to show his love and grace to everybody we meet. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for... Uh, Sending a perfect Savior. Lord, there's so many things that we can't do on our own. Lord, things that we need to rely on each other for. But most of all, Lord, we need to rely on you. Lord, we know that uh, you're in control of all things. You love us. You know our hearts. Lord, I just pray that you, uh, you renew us every day. Lord, you make us more and more like you. That we strive to... to to have that relationship with you and to become more like you every day. I thank you for this wonderful church and this wonderful community. In Jesus' name, amen.